Christ in you. Christ Hope of Glory Ministries has the pleasure in welcoming you. We are a registered Christian charity in the UK with a vision to build a Christian home through biblical teaching and prayer. Our mandate includes raising prayer warriors and intercessors, building godly and responsible marriages, raising godly and morally upright children, and bringing people to experience God's family church. You are about to hear the undiluted message of the gospel, and we know that you will never be the same. By the end of this message, we hope that you will understand why we say, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, let's listen in on God's message for you. Christ in you is the hope of glory. I'll start from Psalm 119 because today I'm talking about the blessing that comes through harvest. When you give to God the blessing that you receive. We are not the first people on this planet Earth. Many people have come and go and we are following their examples when they give to God. So, Christian, open your Bible. Miracle, open your Bible. Everybody, open your Bible. And let's go to Psalm 119, verse 49. Psalm 119, verse 49. And then, remember also this particular month. We are in the month of remembrance. That's, for this reason, the fathers set apart, cook, and give to you children and the wives. So we, are, we need to remember all these things, the good things that the fathers, the mothers are doing in our midst. We remember each and every day. Every day when I come here, I see the faces. People are rushing to serve God. We remember all those things. So are you there? We are, Psalm 119 verse 49. We are in the month of remembrance. The month of remembrance. Psalm 119, verse 49. Psalm 119, verse 49. Christian, please read it. What is he saying? Uh, Remember your words to your servant, in which you bring to hope. Remember your words to your servant, which gives me hope. So we are going to turn this scripture now. Yeah? We are going to turn this scripture now. Today, because of the harvest. Amen. I'm not taking anything out. I'm not adding anything. I said we are going to turn it around. To get different meaning. Amen. This meaning is straightforward. God, remember what you told me. Is somebody here God has told him something? Maybe God has told you he will heal you. Maybe God has told you, give you a job. Maybe God has told you, and then you are reminding God that God, remember what you told me. It has given me hope. Amen. Amen. All hope was gone. But God told me something. So I'm holding on to the word of God. I hold on to the faith of the word of God. That is what you are reading. 
But today we are reading it from this angle. And then let me see how many of us can put it that way. Um, Christian, you read it this way. You put your name first. Yeah? Before the remember. So it's going to be read like I Christian. Yeah? So if you put I Christian first day and you continue the statement, how is it going to be? Read it and let's see. I Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm doing now? Remember what you told me. It has given me hope. So now what we are saying in this room here is today I, I myself have, I have remembered what you told me. Amen. Amen. Bible said the word of God is powerful. The word of God can do anything. But now I was going around searching for answers, but I have remembered what you told me. Amen. Amen. I have remembered. A lady was not well. He has moved from one hospital to another, one surgery to another. And then what he was going to do, he remembered that God said, I will heal you. Hallelujah. Then quickly, he said, God, I have remembered. Amen. What you told me. Yeah. You remember the, uh, which of them did a fellow kill and said, well, is it the baker or the chief, the cup bearer? The, the, the baker, he killed the baker and restored the cup bearer. The cupbearer said, I have now remembered my fault. Amen. I have now remembered my fault. So today, this harvest is, Father, I have remembered what you have done for me. Amen. Through this church, I've done, I've remembered what you, God, has done for me. I remember what you've told me. It has given me hope. I know no matter how difficult it is, tomorrow will be all right. Amen. Amen. Because of your word. I remember, let us say, I remember what God has told me. And that has given me hope. Because Bible is saying that you the Gentiles, you the Gentiles, if you don't know, God is saying that all the riches of God, all the glory of God now belongs to the Gentiles. And that is your hope. And that is your hope of glory. So at first, in fact, when you read the Bible and you go to Psalms, Israel can pray this prayer like God, punish the Gentiles, we are your children, so have mercy on us. 
Meanwhile, two of them, they have committed the same sin. Amen. They have all committed the same sin. But punish them, have mercy on us. Why? Because according to Paul, in Ephesians chapter 2, he said, you were working in this world without God. But through the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, now we are the children of God. So we can go to God and said, I have now remember the verse you are reading. I have now remember what you told me and that has given me hope. Now I can fight. I can keep on going. I can do whatever because I know at the end the word of God will speak out. Remember the words to your servant and that words has given me hope. Amen. Amen. So let me talk about the benefit. When you look into your Bible, let's go to let's go to Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians. When you remember what God has done and then you remember what he can do, there is no barrier too high to jump. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 1. Are you there? Second Corinthians, yes. And now brothers and sisters, please read it aloud so that they can hear you. And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given. Now, today, I'm preaching to you, Christ Hope of Glory Church. I'm preaching to you, not the message, not something that you have done, but something that other church has done, and their resource, I'm giving it to you so that you too will learn it and do the same, and you get the same resource. Amen. Amen. Remember, I'm preaching to you, Britain. Therefore, remember. Princess, let's go. Uh, mercy. Mercy. Uh-huh. Uh, Macedonia. Macedonia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Macedonian churches. Yes. In the, to, in the midst of a very severe trip, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. Three. For I testify that. Start, start all over again. And now, brothers and sisters. And now, brothers and sisters. We want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian church. So we want you to know the grace that God has given to Macedonia church. So if you want the same grace, you will do what Macedonians has done. You understand? Because the church of Macedonians, they have some special grace that every church will envy them. And in fact, they did not get the grace by chance. They did something. So if you also want the same grace, that you do what Macedonian church did. That is what he's saying. So I, don't, I want to inform you. So read on. Um, two, in the midst of a very severe church, 
So he is saying that, first of all, never think that Macedonian church, they are the church that got millions. They have more savings that they give. The Macedonian church, they gave out of need. Everybody say out of need. Out of need. need. They themselves, they have need. They put their need aside, but they give to God. Hallelujah. So it wasn't a rich church that we would say, oh, for them, they are rich. No, no. Out of the severe poverty, they didn't have anything. But the little that they have, in fact, that is what you need to, you must know how to give to God even in the midst of your need. You remember, I know you are Bible scholars here, yeah? So you remember Elijah and the widow, yeah? So Elijah said, what do you have? He said, what I have, I'm going to prepare for me and my son. We eat, and after that we die. Yeah? So in the midst of the need of the woman, then the man of God said, give the food to me. You understand? We are talking by faith here. And then he gave the food to the man of God, and lo and behold, three and a half years, the woman and the child and the prophet They lived, they did not die. Meanwhile, there was no rain. Amen. So this is what I'm talking to you today. That the church of Macedonia, they were poor as you are, but they want the grace so out of need. Princess, read on. Yes. Yes. But I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. Entirely of their poor. So, stop there. Listen to this. Watch the scripture. They first gave as they are able. Yeah? I won't stand here and say, Princess, Give me 100 pounds. Meanwhile, I know a princess doesn't have anything. You understand? When you demand that, what do you imply? Amen. So first, Paul said, we give them the opportunity to give as they are able. And they give as they are able. And what, that is what I'm doing today. I'm giving you the opportunity to give as you are able. But the church of Macedonia, they do something more beyond the ability. How did that one happen? Amen. Could somebody do something beyond? Because if worse come to worse, all that I can say, but that is all that I can do. That is my ability. But the Bible says, even here, beyond the ability, there's something there. Beyond their ability. So they took the step of faith and they did something that naturally they won't do. Beyond their first of all, the first stages, by their ability, we gave them the opportunity. They did it. And the apostle is saying that I'm witness that what they could do, we gave them the opportunity. Hey, Hey, this is it. Everybody, come, give what you have. And people came, and they gave what they could have. And we thought that was the end of the story. 
But that wasn't the end of the story. Beyond even their ability, they did something different. Wow. So Paul is saying, I'm not surprised. No wonder within a short time, God also speed up. And out of, because the word generosity here means given out of ordinary. Yeah. Um, let me say, you can give 200 pounds. When you give 200 pounds, you can give 200 pounds. So when you give 200 pounds, you are not generous. Amen. Amen. You have give. That is given. But when he says somebody is generous, given beyond ordinary, he's rich. An example of generosity is in the Bible, in the book of Acts, that a man called Barabbas, he sold his house, the whole house. So, um, when you are in United Kingdom or advanced country like where we are, you understand what Barabbas did. Amen. Amen. You understand what Barabbas did. Paying all his mortgage and then went and sold the house. And he said, I've sold my house. It's 550,000 pounds. The church has a need. Like, what is our need now? Our church van needs to be paid. You understand? So, get it. And Bible called him generous guy. Does he qualify to be generous? Yes. He gave excess more. So when we said you are generous, then it means you give beyond ability. You give any opportunity that you get. You give. You don't give excuses. You don't take anything. Why are you doing that? Because you know that God, in whose name you are doing this, will pay you back. Amen. Hallelujah. So he said, the church became so generous in such a way, Paul is saying that we, we were the missionaries. In fact, I'm not a missionary. Here, I have a home to live. You understand? So when we finish, I have a place to go. I have a job to do. But missionaries, they travel here. They don't have a home to live. They don't have a food to eat. They don't have any place to call their home. Amen. And the church of Macedonia, they saw that. So when we come to church, they give to us as if, Paul said, they give to us as if they are giving to God. Wow. He's not giving to pastor anymore. He's giving to God. So by the time we come to church, the things that are here, money in the accounts, the physical material things that are in the church, he asked them, but you guys, you are poor. Amen. Amen. So no wonder, no wonder, within the short term, God also pour a blessings upon them. So now as I'm talking, the church of Macedonia, they are rich. So from poverty to richness, the answer is generosity. If you are poor, financially poor, if you are poor health, if you are poor anything, and you want to cross that road to the other side, it's no wish. You need to do something. Okay. Giving out 
of need. Amen. Amen. So the church of Macedonia, they are now rich. And their richness did not come just because they believed the word. They did something. And that is what we want to do here. The church got a bus. The harvest that I'm talking about today, you know, I'm not talking about a harvest to raise money here for me to repair my car. No. For me to uh, buy a new house. No. The reason I'm talking the way I'm talking is God's house needs a car. And brothers and sisters, let's buy car for God. And when we buy car for God, God will also buy whatever we are looking for. He's first trying us. Amen. Amen. So out of poverty, the Macedonia church, they gave. And out of their generosity, the abundance of their blessing is evidence. Amen. Amen. So, when you see the church of Macedonians, don't just envy them, but bless them. That you guys. And then they saw, they saw the harvest as an opportunity. Because he's looking for opportunity so that God will bless them. So, do you know, the woman, the woman that followed Jesus, looking for opportunities to see Jesus, but rather unfortunate for her, uh, when the disciples read on her behalf, Jesus said, uh, it was because of the house of Israel that I came. All hope gone. Amen. So, a day like today, in fact, is an opportunity. Amen. Amen. Opportunity that does not happen every day. Because next two weeks we'll be here. I won't stand here for harvest. No. You'll do something different. Once a year. So when you miss once a year, you have missing your blessing and your opportunity for one year. Amen. Amen. So, the church of Macedonia, they are rich because of their general city out of poverty. So what am I saying? They did not give out of abundance. They gave out of poverty because they knew God would do that. Why did they know that? Because um, I'm bringing you to an area, maybe the message that I give to the Watford people that you also have it and then we are going. Please let's go to Second Samuel that uh, the story is so rich. Second Samuel chapter 7. That um, Second Samuel chapter 7. I'm talking about the blessing that comes from when you give to God. And please, I'm, um, I'm encouraging you to, whatever you give today, give from your heart. Amen. Amen. Give from where? From your heart, because the blessing is attached from your heart. So, if you have this kind of heart, are you there? Second Samuel, chapter 
7. 2 Samuel chapter 7. Give it to her. Give it to her. It's okay. She's okay. 2 Samuel chapter 7. Are you there? Okay. We are going to look at um, the reason why um, King David is such a blessing. And I know many believers, they will say, ah, if you have to choose one person in the Bible, I will choose David. But before you said you choose David, go behind apparently what David did. Amen. Amen. So when you choose David, that you also do what David did. David did so many wonderful things. You know the book of Psalms there, it was not written by David alone. It was written by so many people. But because of the heart of David, David has taken them all. Amen. Amen. When they put the, the Psalms, we attribute all to King David. But the Psalms is a song that somebody was sing about his king or his lord. And King David was skillful about that. Amen. Amen. And Bible said, that is what I want you to do today. Are you there? Princess, are you still my reader? Are you still? Okay, start reading. Second Samuel chapter 1. 7-1. Seven, one. Seven, one. After the king was settled in his place. Princess, are you settled in SB? Oh, you are still not settled. You are still not settled. Okay. But after King was settled, King was settled. We, these people here, we are from some place and we are going. We are from all of us, we are from Noto. And we are here. I don't know whether we have settled or we haven't settled. But now that we have a church, it means we have settled. We have come here and we have a church. So we have settled. So after the king settled, after Christ's hope of glory settled in Asbury. So this went on. Let's go. Read on, princess. And the Lord has given him rest. I think all the adults here that's supposed to work, God has given all of us a work. Hallelujah. And we are working. We sleep fine. So God has given him rest. Amen. Uh-huh. Read on. The prophet. Yes. Here I am. Living in the house. Living in the house. Uh huh. Yes. They still replied to the king. Yes. Whatever you have go ahead and do it. Yes. So this stop there. So this time, King David has settled in Esbury. Nana has settled in Esbury. Asafuima has settled in Esbury. And then they asked themselves that look. God has been merciful to us. Look, I'm sitting in my own house. I go out and come in freely. God has freed us from all our enemies. 
Therefore, two or three families can meet here freely till the time that we will leave without any pressure from anybody. God has done a lot. King David need to think like this. So he called the prophet and he said, see what the Lord has done. I'm living here, but God is living outside. Amen. Amen. See what God has done. I'm driving a car, but God's house doesn't have a car. Amen. Amen. God's house doesn't have a car. When we say let's buy a car, those who are driving, looking as if it's not their business, they don't care because they drive. Amen. Amen. But David was not like that. David said, I have a house. God also must have a house. I have a car. God also must have a car. Amen. So I will buy a car for God. So he called Nathan. And then he told Nathan, look at this. And Nathan said, it's a good thing. Go ahead and do it. Hallelujah. How many people would take it as an answer when God came back and said, yes, David, I have heard what you said you would do, but I won't allow you to build the house. How many of us? Many believers will say, yes, but I said I would do it, but God said I shouldn't do it. Isn't it? Hallelujah. For me, I said, um, today I said I will give 2,000, but God has spoken. This time, he didn't speak even to me. He has spoke through the prophet, and he said, I shouldn't. So what should I do? Will, he, will the person ask, what should I do? No. But God said, but not King David. Hallelujah. Are you learning something? But not King David. But not King David. Stop there, and let me tell you what King David did. But here, I'm talking about the blessing. But God said, I won't allow you to build the house for me. Meanwhile, the blessing concerning the house, I'll give it to you. And God bless him. And he's a bless up to today. Yeah? Somebody will become prime minister yesterday, tomorrow he's gone. And we forgot him completely. Nobody will remember him anymore. Amen. Amen. In fact, you were born here. And then, if I'm to ask you, tell me, maybe last 20 years, who was the prime minister in the United Kingdom? And many people will struggle. Many people, some will say Margaret Thatcher, some will say Tony Blair, some will, so many answers we will get. Just last 10 years. But look at King David. Mm. Hallelujah. Yeah. Look at King David. Amen. Generation will come. Generation will go. Generation will come. All begins with what King David did. So today I want you to get that blessing. That your name, there is a verse in the Bible. Who wants that? Um, Psalm 40. Psalm 45. Are you there? Psalm 45 verse 17. Read it and you see. All this thing, God is not seeing it in vain. It's attached to what the people did. So, if somebody is here, whether you are young or you are adult, and you want this verse to be yours, that is the harvest we are doing. Are you there? 
Psalm 45, verse 17. What is he saying? Princess Marida, you are still not there. Who is there? You are there. Miracle. Let's go. Yes. Yes. Psalm 40, 45, verse 17. Yes. I will bring honor to your name. Uh huh. In every generation. In every generation. That's why I got it to uh, uh, King David. Every generation. Even as I'm talking about the United Kingdom um, Prime Ministers and everything, in the same, the same generation, people don't remember. The same generation. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, there was a time, I think. Uh, my wife and myself, we were watching uh, some uh, questionnaire thing that they were asking somebody in America that who is Kofi Annan? And he said, Sacrifier. America. Who is the president of America? Tony Bray. America. Even in the same generation, people have forgotten you. Hallelujah. The Bible said here, generation will come, generation will go, but I will keep your name. Miracle, keep on reading. You haven't finished. Uh huh. Therefore, Therefore, the nations will praise you forever and ever. Forever and ever. Who qualified for this? King David. The nation will praise you forever and ever. So anytime you lift two holy hands and say, Thank you, Jesus, you are praising King David. Amen. All started. This is what David did. He gave God. When it comes to giving to God, you know something about believers. Believers are very generous of supporting many things. But somewhere, somehow, they lack when it comes to giving to God. Amen. Amen. Also, uh, Adam Manson said it. He said, the day that he celebrated his birthday, yeah, he said he got a lot of envelopes. And he did not find five pounds in any of them. Amen. Any of them. Ten pounds he didn't find. Fifty pounds, sixty pounds. But when we go to church, giving to God, hallelujah, Giving to God. Some people even think they are so smart. They come and do their hand like this without putting anything in the bowl. Are you smarter than God? And you want some, what Psalms did we read now? Do you think Psalm 45 verse 17 applies to you? No, you won't even die that your name has been forgotten. Amen. But David did something and made God say I will make your name to be remembered forever on your throne. He said it in Psalm 89. He said, even if you are, you are, you are, you are daughters and you are sons sin, I will punish them by the word that has come out of from my mouth. I will never utter it. And my covenant, I will not change it. Wow. This means David did something. Amen. So before I come to many side, I think let's uh, we, have, we, we have read um, 2 Samuel 7, yeah? Okay. Princess, read verse 4. Verse 4, and let's get the point there. Uh, 2 Samuel 7, 4. 
Yes. Yes. Second Samuel 74. He said, but it happens that that night that the word of the Lord came to Nathan saying, go and tell my servant David, that says the Lord, will you build a house for me to dwell in? So that night, the word of God came to Nathan and said, David, don't. I'll give you the blessing that you are looking for. Amen. Shall we say amen? Amen. The blessing that you are looking for, I'll give you the blessing, but I won't allow you to build a house for me. Mark there. Mark there. And don't also forget about, about Macedonia. Yeah? Out of poverty they gave. So look at this thing. Now, let's go to First Chronicles. It's in the Old Testament, please. First Chronicles. First Chronicles. First Chronicles chapter 29. First Chronicles chapter 29. So I know now I'm able to tell you what King David intend to do. And the Lord stopped him. Amen. 29 verse 1. Okay. Princess, let's go. Then King David said to the whole assembly. Then King David said to the whole assembly. Yeah. Uh-huh. My son Solomon. My son Solomon. The one God has chosen. Is young and inexperienced. The task, the task God has given to him is great. Uh -huh. Because the temple is not for man, but for the Lord. Amen. Because the temple, this car, this Christ super glory car, is not for me, it's for the Lord. So it is very great. So all of you, please help me today and let's buy a car for God. Amen. Amen. Let's pay. Amen. Amen. Now, we are going to verse 2. Now, for the house of my God, I have prepared with all my might. Look at the point. Gold for the things to be made of good. Silver for the things to be made of silver. Bronze for the things. Iron for the things of iron. Wood, everything. When you read there, you could see that the man that God said in 2 Samuel chapter 7, that man is on display here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. God said, don't build me a house. But God did not say, don't prepare for me a house. Therefore, King David bought all that he needed to build and reserved it for Solomon to put the temple there. So, please, let me ask, how many of us here think David qualified for the blessing he's enjoying now. David qualified for the blessing he is enjoying 
now. Brothers and sisters, I'm also standing here. The 200, the 200 that they said every leader should pay in Christ's hope of glory towards this car, I have paid. Amen. I have paid. Today, when they said, today is the harvest day, my wife was there, was my witness. I paid 300 pounds. For the totality of my harvest is now 500 pounds towards the car. I want God to have a car. Amen. Amen. Because my own car is more than 500 pounds. Amen. Amen. So today, my challenge for you is, how much are you giving towards the paying of the debts of the car? How much? One day, maybe my name will be remembered. Count it. Count it. One, two, three, five. This hundred pounds I've given, totality of my harvest this year is 600 pounds. That is not enough. Hallelujah. But I know you also support for us to pay this car for God. Amen. So, when God, also who is here right now, is in heaven, he also remember us at the day of adversity. I don't know when the darkness will fall. I don't know the day that I could not walk anymore. Hallelujah. Amen. But I know that there is a place in the scripture that is said, in darkness, light shines for the righteous. And when that darkness come upon me. I want the light to shine and I could also see the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So brethren, I finish. This is my harvest. What is yours? Amen. Amen. Because the scripture said, out of their ability, that is where I stand. Beyond the ability, I'm not going there. Out of the ability, how much have you prepared this year, 20, is it 2021-22, harvest to buy a car for God? Amen. Amen. The Lord who takes care of us, when we are sleeping, we commit ourselves to him. When we wake up early in the morning, some people know how to pray at night, but they don't know how to pray in the morning. The night, they know anything can happen. Well, please, look at me for the next morning. I'll thank you. The next morning, they even don't thank God. The vows that they made last night, they don't even pay. Nevertheless, God is so merciful. You give us another chance and another chance again. My brothers and my sisters, I will talk again. Whatever you have to support this noble cause. Amen. Amen. Any time.
that you see this car going round and round. The beauty of the car, the side is the evangelism that the car is doing for the Lord. Amen. When you take this car and you said you are going to London, by the time you go and come, at least five people will read the Christ in you, the hope of glory. And that is the gospel. Amen. So, if I cannot go outside and preach, maybe my money can buy the car that the car will preach for me. So please, come, give all that you have, and then we will go. Who is coming? Christ in you. Well, we trust that you were blessed in listening to this message. We hope that this message has brought you hope, joy, peace, and grace into your life. We would love to hear from you or see you in our services one of these days. Visit our website, www.christhopeofglory.org.uk for more information or download our mobile app to your phone from Apple App Store or Google Android Play Store to keep in touch with us or listen to more messages like this. If you want to get in touch with our senior pastor, Dr. Dominic Hanang, or contact us, please call us on 07-9511-69743 or 077-8735986 or send us an email on admin at christhopeofglory.org.uk.